from playing 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Welcome inside episode 46 of On the Board. I'm Colby McKee out there in the stratosphere. Lance Dahl's with us. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hello, sir. Welcome hey. back. I was sorry you missed the uh, the Matt Wong interview, but glad you're back tonight. Also on the line, Corey Bacoskis is there. Hello, gentlemen. How is it going this evening? It's going great. It's great to talk to everybody. Uh, we got a very special episode of Starters, kind of a Starters episode here today. Going with the ultimate starting six is what we're calling this one. Uh, you may have seen the score doing some uh, some ultimate starting lineups for basketball in the NBA. Uh, we're taking that, you know, sort of thing, and we're doing that for the WHL and doing all 22 franchises uh, in the dub. The catch is only players that have played since the 1995-1996 season are in play for this draft. Uh, so yeah, it's like the last, what, 25 years. We'll start it off with the Messinat Tigers, our hometown team. And uh, not sure about you guys, but the, the amount of players that have you know come through our system and that could make up this team, I found remarkably impressive. It was very difficult to get down to a final six. Yeah, I think there was, uh, just going through all these teams, I think there were some teams that definitely had some um, star power, some names that you just couldn't leave off the list. And I think uh, we're definitely up there. There's there's a lot of good guys that have played a lot of years and gotten a lot of points and a lot of good years in the WHL. Yeah, it was tough. Like, the Tigers was tough. Uh, as we'll go through, like, we'll notice, we'll probably talk about some that, like, there was just so many players that we had to leave off. Like, Kelowna was one off the top of my head. They just had a litter of players that were just so tough to pick between. But, uh, but no, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Let's get started. I guess we'll go uh, myself and then Corey's lineup and then Lance's lineup, and we'll go from there through all these teams. I'll go with mine. Uh, my starting forwards, Chris St. Jock, Ben Thompson, and James Hamlin are my three forwards. On defense, Jay Bomeister and Chris Russell. And in the crease, Matt Keatley is my, my six players. Uh, quickly, I'll just kind of hit on some of the reasons why here. Uh, Bomeister, obviously, top junior pick, fantastic player for the Tigers. Chris Russell, basically, he's the number one in all the statistical categories for defensemen. I went Matt Keatley over a guy like Kevin Nastiak uh, simply because of the WHL championship and the Memorial Cup run that he took the Tigers on there in 07. Uh, in terms of the forwards, Chris St. Jacques, fantastic player. Uh, I didn't even you know realize how good he's been as a member of the Tigers. Seventh in the overall team in goals, fifth in assists, eighth in points, and he was a four-time 30-plus goal scorer, so that's nothing to, uh, to shy away from. Ben Thompson, he's the games played overall leader for a, a 50-year franchise. That's that's fantastic as well. And uh, James Hamlin, we've talked so much about him this year, you know, being the, the leadership that, that he brings, and he brings it with his points. He's 13th overall in points, sixth in games played, and, uh, you know, everybody that talks about James just knows how much of a great player on and off the ice he is. So that's my, my team right there for the Tigers. All right, I'm up. Uh, I'm up next here, so I'll list the guys that I'm agreeing with you. I I got Chris St. Jock, Chris Russell, and Matt Keatley. Um, yeah, Chris St. Jock. There's the points, the games played. He's led 
all the tigers in uh, in that those categories for the past 25 years. And obviously, Russ and Keats. Keats was actually the backup of the uh, the 04 championship, so he's got two oh. uh, two rings under his belt there. So um, I went with Tyler Ennis on offense because he was a part of that 07 team, a very uh, productive 17 year old. And then obviously the six goals. Um, he was part of the Team Canada for the World Junior Championships. I think um, during that uh, 08 09 season, he was kind of the leader there. Um, and I was I was kind of trying to figure out who I'd go with the third forward. I, I, I'm not positive on it, but I'm going with Lyndon Vay, basically strictly because um, he got in the playoffs four times and uh, he was the 2011 CHL point leader. Um, the only Tiger to do it in the past 30 years. So, you know, that, that put the Tigers kind of on the map. Um, and then I was between Bomeister and Barker on the back end there. I went with Barker because he had the games played. He had the, the two world championship gold medals and he was he was second rounder or, or above um, four times with the Tigers. Um, Bomeister didn't make the playoffs. So I think that was the biggest thing was just the playoff experience there. But uh, I'm, I'm half in agreements with you there, buddy. Yeah, I, I, okay. So there's really not many people that, that you guys have said that I, uh, <laughs> that I don't have already. Uh, I also have Tyler Ennis. I also have Chris Russell and Jay Bomeister. That's who I went with on the back end. I took Matt Keatley as well. Uh, it was it was a toss up for me between Keatley and Tyler Buns. Uh, I think the Tigers were really blessed with about six or seven straight years of great goaltending from Nasik to Keatley to Buns. Uh, but Keatley's numbers were just a lot more superior, especially in playoffs. Uh, a nine thirteen save percentage in playoffs, which is uh, are like about just as good as he was in the regular season. Of forwards, I have a little bit different. So I do have Tyler Ennis, like I mentioned. Uh, I also have Emerson Edom, uh, 143 goals in just 202 games. Uh, one of the di- most dynamic and incredible goal scorers that the Tigers have ever seen. And I also took Brennan Bosch, simply because he scored the most famous goal in Tigers history. Uh, that warrants a spot on my team. Uh, so yeah, Bosch, Ennis, Edom, uh, Russell and Bomeister, and Matt Keatley. Fantastic list, gentlemen. That's awesome. Uh, any, I guess we'll talk about anybody that was obviously difficult to, to put on our teams. One guy that quickly comes to my mind in terms of the defenseman, you mentioned Cam Barker there, Corey, but David Quenville, for me, that was kind of my my tough choice between Russell and Quenville. I know they're both offensively gifted, but uh, any other major notables that were just off of your list? I would have had Darren Helm. Um, he was an honorable mention for me. Obviously, Adam or Edom, like all the guys that you had that I didn't were, were right up there. I think we hit uh, the majority of the guys, but I think Darren Helm deserves to be recognized. He was part of that uh, that 07 team and um, obviously a staple in the in the Tigers lineup during that time. Yeah, yeah. Mine was uh, was Clark MacArthur. I mean, he scored some big goals with the Clark Tigers. MacArthur. Yeah, Clark, <laughs> Clark with an E because that's cool. Um, but now he was just he was so consistent every single night and played uh, a, a full game that was it was like typical Tigers. Like if I had one more spot, it'd probably be for Clark MacArthur. Fantastic work. Uh, have your say in the comment section on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Obviously, with all these franchises, we're going to be leaving some players out. So uh, best to get your opinions in there on our social media pages. We'll head up the road to the Calgary Hitmen, uh, another franchise with a ton of talent that have advanced to the uh, the NHL. Um, I'll start with my list. Brad Moran starts us off at forward, franchise leader in games played, goals, assists, points, uh, basically since the whole franchise started there in 95. I have Pavel Brendel up there on the front line. Uh, almost a goal a game from him, which was 
really surprising to see as you know doing the research and whatnot fantastic offensive talent uh my other forward spot i have mark castlick uh, he's been the heart and soul leader there for that hitman team the last five years uh, also very offensively gifted uh, on the back end i've got michael stone he's third all-time among d-men uh, in points uh, very solid career there for the hitman uh, finally matt kinch as my second defenseman, a lot of different choices there, but I went with Matt Kinch. He's uh, right up there with, with points as well. And finally, in terms of goaltenders, Martin Jones gets the call there. Uh, he won the WHL championship in 09-10 with the Hitman, and uh, he had some fantastic numbers as well before heading up to the NHL. So that's my list. All right. So I'm uh, I'm agree with you on Brad Moran. Um, he's obviously the only... Um, retired number for the Hitman, so he just had an absolutely dominant career in the the early 2000s there. I was between, uh, I, I went with Ryan Getzloff. I just think he was so dominant in his years, and the points didn't necessarily uh, show how dominant he was. He was just a power forward that I think teams just just feared him. And I was between Pavel Brendel and Brandon Kozen. Uh, I like Pavel Brendel because his points were there, but Kozen, the uh, the WHL championship, two 100-point seasons. I might go with Kozen for that one just to kind of spread out the years a little bit. I got Michael Stone, um, the captain of that WHL team or championship team. I got Martin Jones, the goalie, and then I got uh, I got Jake Bean. I was between Bean, Kinch, and Sanheim. I went with Bean because uh, he just put up the points. And I don't know if this is anything, but I think uh, that trade with Tri-City, them getting Krebs and, and Folked, you know, that how good Bean was got them those players that have uh, led them over these past couple of years here. So those are my guys in my lineup. Over to you, Lance. Well, shockingly, um, I also have Brad Moran. Stunning. <laughs> Um, a hundred, but he like he put up over a hundred points in three straight years. Like that's that's insane. That's yeah, uh, just nuts. Um, also, just because his numbers were ridiculous, Pavel Brendel's on my team because uh, he had seventy three goals and one hundred and thirty four points in his rookie year. Because that's easy to do. Um, just ridiculous. That doesn't even make sense. My other forward, I kind of went off the board a little bit and took Ryan White, one of the tougher players. I think that has ever been on the Calgary Hitman. No one ever liked playing against Ryan White. He could do everything. He fought you, and then he would score the game winner when he got out of the box. Like he, he did everything. He was like Calgary's version of Derek Dorsett for the Tigers. Um, so I went with with Ryan White on the blue line. I have Jake Bean as well, um, and I also took Carl Alsner. I think he was uh, really Underrated good all around. There, I think. Yeah, he's just an all around defenseman for uh, four full seasons with the Hitman. Wasn't exactly a high point producer, but played both ends just solid, consistent. And of course, Martin Jones in that because he's Martin Jones and he was really good in Calgary. He was, you're right. And then uh, things kind of went off the rails there at the end of uh, the San Jose run. Uh, in terms of honorable mentions, you mentioned, I mean, on my list, uh, I was debating with Ryan Getzoff. You had him in yours, Corey. Uh, Carl Alsner in terms of defenseman. He was between basically Alsner and Kinch on my lineup. Uh, Justin Pogge in terms of a goaltender. I know Jones was fantastic, but uh, Pogge had at least a year, maybe two years of, of really good play there for the Hitman. Uh, I didn't have Brandon Cozen on my lineup, but uh, he was another guy that could have easily made it, but uh, I went with Castlick there with that final forward spot. Any honorable mentions for you guys? Andrew Ladd, I think. I think if he put in a couple more seasons, he would have uh, definitely been up there, but I think just the two seasons, not a load of work, didn't get into the top six for me, but I think we hit on most players. Yeah, I got nothing. 
that, that's basically yeah. it. All right. Up the road even further, the Edmonton Oil Kings. They were the uh, expansion franchise uh, in the later 2000s. So uh, a lot of these players, we've obviously grown up watching. And, you know, they went to uh, two WHL championship runs and a Memorial Cup run. So they've been actually pretty good the last, uh, you know, several years. Lots of players to pick from. My lineup uh, at forward, Trey Fix Wolanski, fourth all time uh, in Oil Kings in terms of points, goals, assists. And uh, I know he's always played well against the Tigers. And as a, you know, a visiting team coming in, you're always focusing on, on Trey Fix Wolanski. So I have him there at the forward spot. Uh, Curtis Lazar is on my team. I just envision him as an oil king, uh, you know, lifting the Memorial Cup there. Uh, and I think it was over in Ottawa, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, fantastic player for the oil kings. Uh, my other forward, Michael St. Croix, a franchise leader there in goals, assists, points. Second in games played. He's, he was a, had a fantastic career as well for the oil kings. On defense, Mark Pissick. Uh, arguably the, the best defenseman to come out of the Oil King system. I have Griffin Reinhardt as my second defenseman. He had a good career. Uh, another guy that I just... I think of as an oil king, and obviously he came through with the uh, the Oilers in a, a short stint as well. And finally, for goaltender, I went with Tristan Jari. Arguably, you could go with Laurent Brossois, but the only difference there, Jari won the Memorial Cup as a member of the Oil Kings, and uh, Brossois did not. So that's my lineup for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Sorry, who did you have on defense, Reinhardt and Pissick? That's correct, yes. Okay, yeah, so I only got one chain from you. Um, I did not include Fix Wolanski. Um, I think there was a couple of players that could have went into that third spot alongside Lazar and St. Croix, because St. Croix just, holy, goals, <laughs> assists, points, just, and it's not even close, um, franchise leads. Um, I went with Henrik Samuelson. <laughs> um, I thought he, you know, I didn't obviously didn't see him play, but I, I guess he's a similar Emerson Edom in that he, you know, came in for those three years uh, and just put up a bow load of points um, and obviously it was part of both championship teams but I think this team this all-time team is definitely around those two championship teams um, and I think we hit on most of those guys yeah that's why you don't see a whole lot of uh, variation in my lineup either I have Lazar St. Croix and uh, Trey Fix Wolanski uh, Tristan Jari in net I do have Mark Pissick but uh, instead of Griffin Reinhardt from Colby's team I took Cody Corbett uh, who was a part of that Memorial Cup team uh, in that season had 61 points in 65 games and uh, was kind of quarterbacking the blue line for Edmonton in that Mem Cup run in 2014. So uh, that's the only difference that I had. And outside of that, Henrik Samuelson was a guy that I was looking at as well. But uh, I went with Trey Fix instead. Absolutely. I had uh, Henrik on my list as well. Another guy that I was debating with was uh, TJ Foster, another guy who put up a boatload of points, uh, basically second behind uh, St. Croix there in uh, in the franchise lead. He was arguably, uh, I mean, he was side by side with, with uh, St. Croix, basically their entire careers from I believe it was 08 to 13 uh, in a five-year stretch he was my other guy that could have been an honorable mention and could have easily made my team but yeah and I think you mentioned Laurent Brassois he was a great goaltender but yeah Jari was backing him up and I gave him the edge because of the Memorial Cup and uh, the two-time championship very true okay well uh, back down the road to Lethbridge the Hurricanes uh, another you know long tenured team lots of players have come and gone through their system and uh, it's almost a tale of, of you know different seasons and the fact that there was a lot of dull years in Lethbridge and uh, just recently uh, the uptick in terms of the quality of players that have you know hit the ranks and whatnot so my team from 
the Lethbridge Hurricanes will start on the back end with Brent Seabrook. Uh, second in franchise points among defensemen. Obviously, he turned into a, a very great defenseman with Chicago, winning multiple cups. But he was one of the star players, one of the, the leading players during those lean years with the Hurricanes. Also on defense, Kalen Addison. I mean, what can you say about Kalen Addison? Uh, franchise leader for defensemen. So you got the one and the number two in terms of players and points. Uh, up front... I got Zach Boychuk, who had a fantastic career, represented Canada uh, at the World Juniors, I believe for sure on one occasion, maybe two if I'm not mistaken. Um, I consider him almost a Tyler Wong before Tyler Wong. He had some fantastic numbers and he really led that team uh, in the mid-2000s. I do have Tyler Wong on my lineup, third in goals, six in points. Uh, Don't let the size fool you. He was a fantastic player. He could play in all situations, uh, as we unfortunately know during the playoffs with the Tigers. And finally, a little bit of a a curveball. I'm going with Nathan Barrett as my other forward. Um, A lot of empty stats, albeit for sure, but uh, he's third in points and second in goals for the franchise. And uh, he, yeah, he put up a lot of stats and unfortunately did not make the playoffs. I don't believe in any of the four seasons that he was a part of, but uh, you can't say that, you know, it was all for nothing for, for Nathan Barrett. So that's my lineup. All right, yeah. Um, I had uh, Nathan Barrett, Zach Boychuk, Seabrook, and uh, Kalen Addison. Did you have Stuart Skinner in that? Oh, I apologize. I did miss the the goaltender. I do have Stuart Skinner. Yes, I do. So, yeah. I'm basically right on page with you. Instead of uh, Wong, I went with Byron Ritchie. Um, didn't get as many games played in the timeline that we had. Most of his career was at the start there, but the uh, the 97 playoffs, he went off. He had the uh, like 28 points. He led that Hurricanes team to uh, to the Memorial Cup. Seven points in the Memorial Cup. I think the points that he did put up um, were just absolutely ridiculous. And he, he, he kind of led that run um, that little bit of success that the Hurricanes had at the end of the 90s there. I think he was a big part of that. So that's who I have. I'm basically on par with you there. Yeah, not much change from me. Nope. Uh, Nathan Barrett, because three straight 40-goal seasons, that's pretty hard to do. Uh, Tyler Wong, because he's probably one of, if not the most beloved player in Hurricanes history. That's saying a, a lot, but everyone that is a Hurricanes fan absolutely loves Tyler Wong and uh, how he played the game and what he did for the city of Lethbridge. Uh, my third forward is Dylan Cousins, one of the most dynamic players to ever play in Lethbridge. Uh, can take over the game within a single shift, within a single puck drop. So uh, I, I went with Cousins in my top three. Seabrook and Kalen Addison on defense and Stuart Skinner in goal, just because there's really, there hasn't been a lot of good goaltenders in that for the most part. And Not I mean, Stuart, Stuart Skinner's numbers weren't even that good, but uh, he, he meant a lot to the team and to the fans when he got traded to Swift and the city was like in an uproar because they were losing Stuart Skinner. Yeah, I do remember that quite vividly. Um, also, in terms of my honorable mentions, uh, I had Giorgio Estefan, another guy that played alongside Wong for a majority of his career and, and really put up some points uh, during the uptick there of the Hurricanes uh, run. Um, I had Lucas Spiza there for in terms of defenseman, didn't quite make the list. Uh, Christopher Stieg, kind of going back to the Bayern Ritchie days in the, the late 1990s, he was part of that you know run as well. But uh, any other notable mentions there for you guys? Um, I think of Jordy Bellarive came back for his 20-year-old season. He'd be able to put up uh, those games and points that would get him into that conversation. But I think missing that last season um, going pro with with Pittsburgh's uh, minor league team, I think he just missed out on the conversation. But yeah, that's all I got. 
Yeah, the only one that I didn't add that I was thinking about was was Zach Boychuk, and uh, I ended up putting Wong in that spot. He Wong was my third, and uh, it was between him and Boychuk, but that's about it on my end. Sounds good. All right, we'll go uh, to Swift Current. The Broncos, another uh, a long tenured team. They've had some recent success. They obviously went for it with, uh, with their WHL championship run, but there was some pretty lean years before that, and, and a lot of missed playoffs or you know early first round exits. So for this one, I'm actually going to let Lance go so that he gets a chance to give a full lineup without having to piggyback off of us. So Lance, what's your Swift Current lineup? There we go. Oh, great. Um, so I have Cody Eakin. Uh, as my first forward, uh, 195 points in 212 games, and then was dealt to Kootenay, uh, but obviously a game-changing player. Uh, Adam Lowry was just as big in junior as he is now, 6'5", or whatever he is. Uh, he was, I think, right around 200 points in over 200 games in Swift. Uh, so Adam Lowry makes the top three for me and Tyler Steenberg and uh, essentially carried the Broncos in his final two seasons. He had 98 goals in 128 games, uh, almost 200 points. He was an absolute game breaker for two years. Uh, those last two in Swift uh, on the blue line. I have Ian White. 222 points in 246 games. The only reason anyone would ever watch Broncos games during that time was to watch Ian White play. Uh, also, Julius Honka. I don't really like taking a guy who's only played one season, but he's just so much better than anyone else that's come through Swift in the past 25 years that Julius Honka gets the nod for me. And uh, in goal, if you look at the goaltending situation in Swift Current, it is rather lean. Um, and by rather lean, I mean they've had like no goaltending like from a friend franchise length. I mean, they've had goalies come in here and there, but uh, I went with E2 Lorikainen, uh, two seasons in Swift. <laughs> He had a 263 goals against and a 918 save percentage. He was actually like one of the best goaltenders uh, any franchise has ever had, considering the, the tenure that he was there. But he also panned out into being nothing and played in Swift. So E2 lower kind of. All right, Corey. All right. Um, I'll go with E2 too. Uh, <laughs> E2 too. <laughs> Um. Yeah. He's, yeah. He was dominant in the time that he had. I was thinking maybe Kyle Moyer too, just solely on the facts of game played, but he just wasn't as great of a goalie. Uh, I'm with you with Ian White, and I went with Michael Roosevelt. Um, good defensive defenseman back in the day. I don't know. That's all I really got on him. <laughs> um, I went. Uh, I, I don't know. He's a big name. I, I thought it was cool. Um, I went with uh, Tyler Steenbergen. Obviously, do to, to agree with you. He was he was dominant in his last two years there um glenn godden the captain um of that championship team um obviously he's he's up there in points too 313 points um second in that in that time frame and then i went with sergey varlamov only because well he was up there in points and, and points per game but he was the uh the 98 chl player of the year 119 points in, in 72 games that year so he must have been fun to watch back then um in a time that wasn't great for the broncos so those are those are my six very interesting selections like you said there's some some lean years in there and uh the choices are kind of reflective of that i'll go with uh with lane almer uh as my one of my forward spots basically he's one of the franchise leaders in, in goals assists points don't really know anything about mr almer but uh, he was a fantastic hockey player put up some points so uh he'll fill up one spot i've got glenn godden i've got tyler steenbergen um on defense i've got ian white as well 
I went with Lawrence Nicolet as my other defenseman, uh, based surely because, I mean, he put up some points as well, but he did have a, a major league career. And like you mentioned, Lance, not a lot of uh, decent defensemen came through Swift other than Ian White. So that's uh, kind of my pick there. And uh, in goal, I went with Travis Yonkman as my goaltender. You mentioned Kyle Moore. He was up there in terms of my list. But uh, Yonkman had a he had a 30-win season for sure, and then a high 20 wins with, you know, a goals against under three and a safe percentage about 9 and 10 so for two seasons he was okay and uh, that's what I'll go with there for my Swift current team any other notable mentions I guess you mentioned Adam Lowry he um, won I believe he won player of the year there with, with the Broncos for one season um, Oleski Heponiemi he was part of that Steenbergen line of the last couple of years he was dynamic uh, as part of that line uh, any other notables though I think uh, Heponiemi Godden and Steenbergen might be one of the best lines that WHL has seen in this time like the points they were putting up they're almost unstoppable um, I would have had Dylan Hetherington. Um, I, he's a defensive defenseman, so his his value is not going to show much on a stat sheet, but he was a part of that gold medal winning World Junior team that year and a stacked defense on Team Canada that year. So he must have been doing something right to, to get named to that team that year. But um, yeah, that's who I got. Man, the Broncos sucked for a long time. <laughs> Jeez, yes. <laughs> Man, That's a little tough bad. thing. But you know what? Just speeds up our process a little bit. So we'll carry on. Red Deer Rebels are our next team. Uh, they've had some players as well. Not uh, not to slight anybody here. So we'll start uh, We'll start with Corey this time. What's your list there, Corey? All right. I have uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Um, I think he put him on the map getting drafted first overall, and he, he put up some points. Um, Justin Mapletoft. He, uh, he had a WHL championship, a Memorial Cup championship. Uh, he was the 01 Player of the Year in the WHL, um, and he leads the uh, the Rebels during this time with points. Um, I had Colin Frazier a little bit off the board. He was a great defensive forward. Um, I have a little bit of a personal tie because me and my brother are friends with his cousin, so he might not be on your guys' list, but I have that personal connection. I had to put him on there. Um, on defense, I had Dion Phaneuf. And uh, Jim Vandermeer, the captain of that 01 WHL team. Um, and then I had Cam Ward, the goalie, in net. He, he had the Memorial Cup in the WHL championship with, uh, with the Rebels that year, too. So um, go on to uh, Lance, I guess. I got Nuge. I got maple syrup. Uh, my third one, I also went off the board. Uh, I was thinking about taking a Sutter because they're kind of infamous with the Red Deer Rebels. Uh, and so I didn't. I took Martin Hansel instead. He's a guy, again, I don't like picking people for like a franchise team that played one year, but I don't remember many players that had the hype like Martin Hansel because every single time Red Deer came here, that's all people would talk about is that Hansel is in the lineup and they're going to go and watch to see him play. He put up 85 points in his 60 game season so uh congrats martin hansel you made the team uh, matthew <laughs> dumba i have on defenseman along with dion Phaneuf. fairly similar in what they did stat wise and kind of how they played the game uh like to throw big hits score a lot of goals both ran power plays so Phaneuf and dumba and of course cam ward uh, one of the if not the only goalie to be a better playoff goaltender than a regular season goaltender and like in the regular season he had a 920 career save percentage in playoffs it went up to 928 it's just nuts mm-hmm. 
Wow, that's incredible there. Uh, my lineup, I got maple syrup as well. Um, I took Brandon Hagel. Uh, he's one of the, the recent Rebels to, to graduate. He put up some fantastic numbers with the team. Uh, I went with Aaron Asham as well as my other forward. If you take away the 94-95 season when he started, he did play three other seasons after that. Uh, but that first season, I think he only had like 20 points in, in 60 games. So uh, his totals aren't totally affected by that. He still had a fantastic career there in June year as a member of the Rebels. On defense, I've got Phaneuf as well. I've got Alex Petrovic as my second defenseman. I believe he's second all-time in, in Rebels defenseman points. I've also got Cam Ward in my goalie crease. Uh, he won two Goaltenders of the Year awards compared to Darcy Kemper, who only had the one, not to mention the WHL Championship and the like. So that is my roster for the Red Deer Rebels. Uh, on to Brandon, the Wheat Kings. Formed in 1967. Lots of players have come through there, and uh, they've had their fair share of victories. Um, I'll start with this one. On defense, I've got Eric Waugh and Ryan Pulak. Uh, you know, Eric Waugh, fantastic offensive defenseman. Pulak as well, carrying the power play minutes for the Wheat Kings in their times. Uh, up front, I've got Eric Fair, Mark Stone, and Scott Glennie. You know, lots of different choices I could have gone with there at forward, but uh, Fair put up, I mean, he's like top 10 in goals for the franchise. Stone had a ton of assists, and he was arguably one of the most dominant junior players uh, during his two years uh, of, of spotlight for the Wheat Kings. Uh, and in goal, I got Jordan Paperni. He was a member of the, uh, I believe he's a member of the WHL championship team there for the Wheat Kings, and uh, he had himself a fine career as well. So uh, uh, let's go with Corey there for your Brandon Wheat Kings lineup. All right. Um, I got Scott Glennie and Mark Stone too. Um, I went with Braden Shen as my third forward. I think just his his World Junior success aside, I thought he had a great career in the WHL and obviously that huge trade that sent him to Saskatoon. He, he was definitely a fun player to watch. I had Ryan Pulock and Ivan Provorov. I think he was here for a short time, but when he was here, um, the import defenseman, he was he was awesome. He was great. He was part of that championship winning team, um, and he was just dominant on that back end. And then I also have Jordan Pepperny in goal for me there. Yeah, mine's not a whole lot of difference. Kind of just combined of the two years. Uh, Eric Fair, Mark Stone, and Braden Shen. I had a bit of a toss-up between Glennie, uh, Matt Calvert, and Braden Shen. And I decided to go with Shen just because of uh, how I'll remember him more so uh, as a Brandon Wheat King than anything else, even though he was traded to the Blades. Shen was just dominant during his time, so he made that third spot. I uh, also got Pollock and Ivan Provorov and Paperni in that. Fantastic there. Uh, only other player that I thought of was uh, Stelio Mateos, another member of the recent version of the Wheat Kings. Uh, put up a lot of points there. Jace Howerlick was in my list. Uh, there was a guy, I didn't even know like who he was, but it was Corey Serene was on the list as well. Um, he put up like 90 plus points above his games played. Like He, he has some fantastic numbers, but uh, yeah, I think he only played three seasons with the Wheat Kings, so he didn't quite make the list for me. Any other notable mentions? I know you guys covered off a lot of them. So Yeah, I think this was a team that uh, over the years have sneaky been really good on offense. They're, they're forwards. They've produced a lot of great forwards. Um, I think Nolan Patrick, if he would have been able to continue after his 17-year-old year. Um, and then Jace Howerluck, a solid forward there. And I think Jordan too, too. Yeah, that's who I was missing, those three forwards. Yeah, that's about all that I missed as well. That's who I had as, as kind of toss-ups. And like I mentioned, uh, also had Matt Calvert in mine and Scott Glennie I was debating for my team as well. 
Sounds good. Over to Moose Jaw Warriors. Uh, they're another team that uh, that went for it in recent years, trying to get that WHL championship. And uh, they've had a lot of you know high profile t- names and, and players go through there. I'll start with this guy. We'll go with uh, up front, Chad Hines. He's uh, one of the all time leaders there in in goals, points, assists, and the like. Got to have Braden Point on your team. So he's my second forward, and uh, one of my favorite names to say, Jaden Hub. Oh, I'm going to fuck this up. Huggable up. That's what I'm going to go with. Uh, Jaden is uh, another player alongside Point in the recent years who have uh, really made a name for himself. Also part of uh, a big list of, of games played for the Warriors. Uh, on defense, I went with Nathan Pache and Josh Brook. I really badly wanted to go Morgan Riley, strictly because he did go like fourth or fifth overall uh, with the Warriors, but didn't play enough games, and his stats weren't really there, in my opinion. So I went with Nathan Pache and Josh Brook. And in goal, not sure about you guys, but the goaltending situation was a little bit bare, kind of like Swift Current. So I went with Joey Perricone. He um, arguably had the best. Uh, he was part of the team with the best season. Uh, and in the playoffs, he was at the helm of those teams. So I went with Joey as my goaltender. Uh, let's go with Lance for your team. Yeah, my goaltender ain't any better. Tell you that. Uh I also have Braden Point uh, as a forward. I went with Dustin Boyd, uh, probably one of the first players, at least from my recent memory, that uh, made a difference at a national level that was playing for Moose Jaw. Um, So I took Dustin Boyd. I also took Quinton Howden as uh, a guy who played four seasons in the Moose Jaw, was a difference maker. I think every single game was nearly a point per game over 244 games uh, in the dub. So I went with Quinton Howden. On the blue line, I did make room for Morgan Riley, basically because I don't remember who freaking Pace is. And, uh, and I went with Josh Brook as well. It was kind of a, a coin flip for me between uh, Josh Brook and Jet Wu. But uh, I ended up going with Brook more simply because he wasn't dealt. Uh, he played his whole career in Moose Jaw and uh, was pretty darn consistent every single night. So uh, no fault to Jet Wu, but you got traded. That's your problem. Josh Brook makes my team. <laughs> and uh, the goaltender for me, I found a guy by the name of Zach Sachenko. He's, he's a guy, so I took him. Yeah, I also took uh, Zach Sachenko because he is a guy. Um, sometimes you need a guy in that, especially if you're Moose Jaw and you don't have great guys in your history <laughs> that go in between the pipes. On defense, I got Nathan Pace and I made room for Morgan Riley as well. I think Josh Brook is right in there with them. Um, Jaden Habelgawick, um, his points were <laughs> off the hook. He had CHL top score in the uh, 2018 year. I went Raiden Point because he's a staple. And I went Brett Howden. I think he just had a little bit more of a successful year than his brother Quinton, but they were both very good hockey players in their time in Moose Jaw. You guys made room for basically everybody on my honorable mention list. I had Sachenko. He was, when he was on, he was on for that Warriors team. And when he wasn't, obviously he had some ups and downs as well. And he uh, took a break from hockey there. And I believe he went to, I want to say it was U of R to play some some college hockey. So that's good for him. Um, I had both the Howden, I don't even know if they're brothers, but they both had fantastic careers. I did, like I said, couldn't fit Riley in. He just didn't fit my list. But uh, I had Troy Brower, another uh, former Moose Jaw Warrior, was kind of my only other honorable mention. Anybody for you guys? Um, I think 
Shane Brown. I think Shane Brown would be <laughs> remiss if we didn't mention Kendall McCardle, uh, one of his oh, least favorite players to, to play against. He was a, a good uh, Moose Jaw warrior back then. I had Troy Brower. Um, Travis Hamonic. A little bit of a defensive de- uh, player, defensive defenseman. Maybe doesn't quite have the stats there, but... Uh, Do you mean Hamannick? Hamannick, yeah. Yeah, like current Calgary player? Yeah, sorry, I said his name weird. Hamannick? <laughs> I've heard it that way. I don't know. That's I don't know. Hamannick, oh, Hamannick. Yeah, but, yeah, he was there. Awesome. <laughs> like they were really good up front, but like they have some, they had some lean years too. Like not as lean as Swift, but like golf. There were some I think tough that, times yeah. in Musha. That East Division is is not great. Back when Swift <laughs> no. was with them, like we're gonna find out, Saskatoon didn't have great success either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're coming up in just due time. We'll go next to the Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, I had a little bit of trouble, especially with the defensemen, as we'll get to. Um, I'll start with this one once again. I'll do uh, Brandon Harrod as my first forward, another all-time leader in goals, points, assists. Had some fantastic statistics years with the Raiders. Uh, Mark McNeil went with my second forward. Another guy that really produced uh, at a high level uh, for much of his career. Reed Gardner was basically his running mate for many years, and uh, he gets my third spot up front on defense. Uh, probably we'll all have Josh Morrissey. He was uh, another great player. Obviously went on to have some success here with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, my second defenseman, I kind of went with a homer pick. It's Nick Schultz, only because uh, Nick's parents grew up in my grandparents' hometown of Strasburg, Saskatchewan. One and uh, I do have a picture, don't know where it was actually a, a kind of a mirror with different playing cards around the corners of the mirror that I got Nick to sign for me as a young kid. So I went with Nick Schultz, there was my second defenseman. And in goal, Ian Scott gets the nod. Uh, he was part of that Raiders team that went to dub championship, as we'll get to some honorable mentions. I mean, Rajon Beauchemin was a part of Team Canada at one point, he had some so so numbers, but he didn't quite match up to the elite level that Ian scott had uh lance let's go with your team yeah so uh i also took ian scott uh, surprisingly uh his career numbers really weren't that good outside of that one year like he had a so in in the year that he popped off that everyone remembers uh a 932 save percentage and a 1.83 goals against great incredible his career was a goals against of 2.9 and a 905 save percentage. So he was uh, he was really average up until that last year. But because that last year happened, he gets my goaltender spot. He said Josh Morrissey makes the team. My other defenseman, I took Braden Pahal since he was a part of the championship team. That's literally the only reason. Um, so from the forward group, I also have Reed Gardner, 220 points in 262 games. Uh, Brett Leeson will be one of the most memorable PA Raiders, I think, ever. Had 51 goals and 121 points once he was traded to Prince Albert. And uh, Leon Dreisaitl, someone who I will remember as being a Raider more than a Kelowna Rocket. Two full seasons in PA, 59 goals, 163 points in just 128 games. So Dreisaitl gets that uh, other spot for me. Yep, I got a mashup. I got Dreisaitl, um, McNeil, and Reed Gardner. Um, Josh Morrissey, Nick Schultz, and Ian Scott. Uh, I think uh, an honorable mention is uh, Scott Hartnell. I didn't even know he was a Raider, but he was on there for a little bit. 
And uh, Parker Kelly, he was a part of that championship team last year. Um, he played an important role. So Fantastic. Uh, next up, Regina Pats. Probably one of those teams, like Lance mentioned, going to be some players that are left off this team that shouldn't be left off this team because this franchise in the last 25 years has been stacked, especially with offensive talent. Uh, we'll start with Corey. Who's, who gets on your Regina Pats list? All right. Oh, that just give me a sec to, to pull it up. Um, yeah, a team that has had a lot of players, a lot of good players, but not the playoff success that you'd expect. I mean, no WHL championships in this in this time frame, um, but uh, a couple more. Memorial Cup appearances. I got uh, Sam Steele, um, just absolutely skilled, great player. He went to the Memorial Cup. Um, Jordan Eberle, 09 CHL Player of the Year. Um, and I had Jordan Wheel and a, a crazy amount of points, 102, 96, and 116 in those three years. Um, I had Barrett Jackman on defense, a three-year captain. He had a bobblehead night a couple nights ago. And I mean, you know, it's tough to get a bobblehead night in the WHL these days. So... Um, and I had Colton Schubert. He had some world junior success. He was a, a stay-at-home, good defenseman, a high draft pick. Didn't have much professional success, but I thought he was a great defenseman back then. And in net, couldn't really, I don't know, it was between, so it was, I don't know, they had some all right guys, but some not really good. I don't know. I had uh, Tyler Brown because he led them to that WHL final appearance way back in 2017. So that's who I have. I guess we'll go to, to Colby, question mark. Okay, on my list, I was between Adam Brooks and Jordan Eberle. I went with Adam Brooks in the spot, another guy who put up a ton of assists and a ton of points uh, for the Pats. Uh, so he gets one of my forward spots. I've got Jordan Wheel. I've got Sam Steele. Uh, on defense, I've got Barrett Jackman as well. I went with Logan Pyatt as my other defenseman. Quite simply, he's, he's tops among Pat's defenseman in overall points. Had a great offensive career. Honorable mention to Connor Hobbs. He could have made it. He had one absolutely fantastic year, but wasn't quite the longevity I was looking for. And also, I went with Tyler Brown as well. Kind of so-so, like you mentioned, Corey. It's not great. Had, uh, you know, Lyndon Rowett in there and maybe a Max Paddock, but Tyler Brown got the nod for me. Lancelot? Yeah, I went uh, Steele, Eberly, and Jordan Wheel. It was I was trying to find room for Adam Brooks and couldn't do it. So, sorry, Adam. You're just an honorable mention. Um, Colton Tubert, and I went with Brandon Davidson. No really good reason. Um, he hit people a lot, so that was cool. He kind of played similar to Colton Tubert, so I figured like if, if these guys are going to be on a pairing, like Colton Tubert hits people and Brandon Davidson hit, hits people, so like they would just hit a lot of people. Um, and in goal, I went with Max Paddock, actually. To me, he was the best that would be worst, essentially. The, the Pats have not had good goaltending, uh, which would explain why they can't seem to get the job done, because they have some incredible depth up front over the past 25 years. But holy smokes, if they could find a goaltender. And I think uh, they're going to have some more success coming up here with Connor Bedard coming into the, the organization. I mean, this is a team that could just add to their forward um, depth over their, their all-time roster. But if they don't find a goalie, they could just keep this run going of not making the, the Memorial Cup. I mentioned this off mic before we started, but uh, I mean, if the goaltender of the year slash player of the year from 2002-2003 can't make this roster and Josh Harding, I don't know who can because the man had an 18-24 and 24 record and won player of the year and goaltender of the year. I, can anyone explain that to me? Like, how bad is the goaltending in 2002-2003? <laughs> 
that's, that's, Jesus Christ! That's very special. <laughs> that's, that's like if he can't even make this roster, it's ridiculous. So that is it is quite sad. Either way, we'll move on to the Saskatoon Blades. We joked about them a couple teams ago. Yeah, I mean they've had some players, not a lot of great players. But uh, we'll start this one off with Corey once again. Who makes your Saskatoon Blades roster? I have Devin Setaguchi. Um, probably because it was one of the only r- names I recognized. Yeah, I put Kirby Dock in because, I mean, maybe his stats don't show it, but I remember um, kind of the hype that came with him coming to the Canalja Center um, a couple years ago. Like, he just dominated this league as a 17-year-old, similar to a, to a Dylan Cousins, his his big body. He was just absolutely dominant. And then I had Josh Nichols, the uh, the points leader by quite a bit during that time with the, the Saskatoon Blades. On defense, I had Stefan Elliott and Mike Green. And then in net, I think you got to have Braden Holpe there. Wow. I, I went with Joe, Nich- or Joe Nichols, Josh Nichols as well. Might as well be Joe Nichols. Who cares? Kirby Dak. Because who is it? Uh, yeah. yeah, Kirby, uh, Kirby Doc, just so good considering um, how long he was there. Uh, just under a point per game when you kind of put that into perspective and you would have given him maybe an extra year or two, like uh, some of these guys on other teams would have gotten. Lord knows how many points he would have got. And Derek Hulak uh, gets my third spot as uh, he put up 232 points in 247 games with the Blades. On D, I actually have two completely different ones. I have Dalton Thrower and Libor Hayek. As uh, Hayek played three seasons in Saskatoon, was literally the only good thing on some really bad Blades teams. But he, he like Libor Hayek, one of the better defensemen to come through Saskatoon. So he makes the spot for me. And uh, I actually did not go with Braden Holtby because I think uh, Andre Makarov was their best goaltender over the past 25 years. Two years in Saskatoon and I. 16 save percentage and uh, he, he was one of the standouts from a couple playoff runs uh, for the Blades very good choice there um, my list not too much different from Corey's I've got Josh Nichols uh, or Joe Nichols however you want to say it uh, I got Warren Peters as a forward I've also got Ryan Keller as a forward uh, my defensemen are the same Stefan Elliott and Mike Green and I do have Holtby uh, in between the pipes there. Although, I mean, you mentioned, Lance, Makarov is not a bad choice. He did put up some great numbers and was a part of... Uh, was he part of the, the Russian junior team that did some damage a couple of years yeah, back? Yeah, he was, he was the one that came in. They, they brought him in when Canada started to roll. They were down like four or whatever. And uh, yeah. I can't remember if that was a gold medal game or what it was. But that was... No, what, 10 years that, ago? sorry, that was, in, that was in Calgary, right? And it was the... Uh... The, the semifinal and that was just like the absolute slaughter fest between the two just goal 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 it was uh russia sweden in the final i think it was zero zero till overtime and mika zibinijad got one past makarov yeah so he was absolutely stellar in that gold medal game yeah i can't remember when he came awesome. in. i remember he came in at some point in that canada game i feel like it was because yep. canada started rolling like they were down like five and then started coming back and then makarov came in and made like 10 saves in about three minutes and Russia won. 
Alrighty. Uh, any other notable mentions? I mean, you mentioned uh, I didn't have Kirby Doc in my lineup. Uh, Duncan Siemens was on my list. Uh, you mentioned Sataguchi was in yours. Wasty Rabbit was actually playing for the Blades, although he's more known as a giant. Uh, any other notable mentions for you guys? Throw out the, the local kid, Darren Dietz, I'd say. I don't know. He's, if he, mm. man, I don't just throw his name out. I don't know if he deserves to be there, but man, throw his name out. <laughs> Maybe this guy. <laughs> All right. We'll jump ahead now to the, uh, they're now called the Winnipeg Ice, but they were the Kootenai Ice and even Edmonton. I think it was called Edmonton Ice if I looked back there properly. I believe so. Um, yeah, so they've had a, a few different home cities and uh, some players have, have definitely donned the, the Ice jersey. Um, I'll start with this guy. We'll go with Nigel Dawes, Jarrett Stoll, and Sam Reinhart as my three forwards. Basically, one, two, three in, in either category, offensively, goals, assist points. I know when we kind of started doing the research for this, Lens, you mentioned, I mean, when you think Kootenai Ice, you think Nigel Dawes, mm-hmm. um, just another guy that uh, locals seem to, to resonate with. Obviously, he was a part of the 2005 World Junior Team that dominated so much. Um, on the back end, one pick for mine was was obvious in Braden McNabb, another stellar career there with the Ice. My second defenseman, I really struggled with. Um, I went with a guy named Jagger Dirk. <laughs> Don't really know too much about Mr. Jagger Dirk, Dirk, but uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, uh, he's Dirk in his way into my lineup and uh, lastly my goaltender I went with Jeff Glass uh, he was a part of a world junior team for Canada and uh, put up some good numbers of his own obviously there's another goaltender that might get selected but uh, I'll let uh, Corey continue with his ice list yeah I think the the forwards I got the same as you there's absolutely three dominating forwards from different times I think um, I had Braden McNabb and I went with Colin Sinclair he's uh, he's right there right behind Braden McNabb at second in uh, points for a defenseman over that time and uh, he was part of both WHL championships that the uh, that the ice had in the early 2000s and then in net kind of uh, an homage to their uh, what was it 2011 championship got to just yes 2011 championship I have Nathan Lewin uh, Lewin he leads the game uh, game played for for the ice in that time and uh yeah the whl championship definitely helps so i have him and net uh, off to you lance yeah surprisingly the first four aren't different uh jared stole sam reinhardt nigel dawes brain McNabb. those are all in um i went with kale flurry because he's the only name i can really recognize um <laughs> and in goal i went with dan blackburn what a what a weird career that guy had. The strangest of careers. Like And I think it, it it was the catalyst was an injury, but like you look at like where he's played in different years, it's it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Blackburn's got a got a checkered career to say the least. He he's seen some things, done some stuff. Uh, but in junior, <laughs> sixty seven wins and hundred and one games. That's pretty good for, for any team, especially uh the Kootenai Ice, so Go down. Roman Polak actually played a little bit for the ice. He, he made the, the big leagues. He was on my list. Uh, Leo in, in goal was there. Peyton Krebs up front could have uh, could have made it if it wasn't for those three standout forwards. Anybody else crack the list there? I'm oh, sorry. I'm just looking at Blackburn stats. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm just going to summarize this as quick as possible. 16-year-old sure. with the ice, 50 games, wins the WHL championship. 17-year-old, 50 games, absolutely amazing WHL career, goes to the Rangers as an 18-year-old, and as to sum it up, as a 21-year-old, ends up in the ECHL, plays 12 games, career over. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> something must have happened. Like, the world's fastest career. Oh. <laughs> like. 
Like, get me out of WHL, but also get me out of the NHL as quick as possible. <laughs> but I, I, I think Christ. he did have an injury. He didn't play his 20-year-old year, so that must have had something to do with it. But just an absolutely weird career. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have any... Didn't have any honorable mentions. I think those those four, the three four forwards and the, the defensemen, they were definitely uh, locks. And, yeah, I think we hit everybody. All right. Over to uh, the Kamloops Blazers out in the BC side of things. Uh, they've had some players as well, kind of in the mid to late 1990s where uh, a lot of these guys hit the NHL ranks. But there's still some some notable names here. Um, I'll start this one. Uh, we'll go with Brendan Ranford up front. He's uh, notably one of the all-time leaders in goals, assists, and points. Very memorable career there with the Blazers. I went with Scotty Upshaw um, as my second forward. Uh, another guy that ended up going on to some NHL success. My other forward was Jared Olan. Uh, he's, I think he's about a point-of-game player there with the Blazers. On defense, Mickey DuPont, who I believe played some, some games with the Buffalo Sabres in the big leagues and had a very formidable career. Robin Regeer was the other notable defenseman with the Blazers on my list. And uh, in goal, Devin Dubnik steals the spot ahead of a couple of young guys in Connor Ingram and Dylan Ferguson. I will go with Corey there for your list of Blazers. Um, I had Upshaw and Ranford and I had Jerome Aginla coming in with that third spot. I had Robin Regeer, Mickey DuPont, and Devin Dubnik. Yeah, I went a little too far back like i took darcy tucker because his last year was the cutoff so darcy tucker is going to be on my team because we're here now also have Jerome also have brandon ranford also have mickey dupont uh, i took raymond macias instead though uh four full seasons in kamloops 70 points in 70 games on his last year and i did not go with devin dubnik i went with connor ingram I feel like his junior career is just better than devin dubnik's uh so ingram gets the nod for me very nice uh in terms of my honorable mentioned Eric Christensen was in there had a really nice career and obviously went on to some success with Pittsburgh um, that last year though like you mentioned you Darcy Tucker in your lineup there Lance like Tucker again was there for that final year of our cutoff 95-96 like that middle 90s period for the Blazers hockey was some of the best in their mm-hmm. whole enti- entire mm-hmm. franchise yeah it's fantastic any other notable mentions there for you Corey um, I had Nolan Baumgartner I don't have any stats for him but he must have done something good if he made it on the list so Honorable mention, Nolan Bobgarner. Get in there, champ. Get in there, Noel. Throw him in. Uh, up next, we'll go Kelowna Rockets, another franchise. Very difficult to uh, to cut some of these players out, especially on the back end. I mean, you know that Kelowna's basically a defenseman factory. They produce them like trees out there, and uh, a lot of notable names. We'll go with Lance. Let's start out your list of Kelowna Rockets. Yeah, this is probably the toughest team to, to put together because they were so deep on forward and defense and didn't really have any standout goaltenders either. Forwards, I went Nick Merkley, uh, 259 points in 245 games. Played four full years in Kelowna. Uh, Also went with Tyson Bailey. Had five full seasons and he made the playoffs each year that he was there. Uh, Over 300 points in over 300 games with the Rockets. And my last one was uh, Brett McLean. When you're the franchise leader in points, uh, you make the list, so congrats. On the blue line, that was tough. I went Shea Weber, uh, three seasons in Kelowna with 91 points, but probably the most recognizable name in franchise history, if not one of. And I also went Tyson Berry. Four years, 228 points in 256 games. Just played the exact same way then as he does now. 
And in goal, uh, Derek Yeomans, two years starting, 63 wins. He was a guy, so Yeomans gets in there uh, as a goaltender. Corey? Um, yeah, I'd, I left my forwards blank. I honestly couldn't decide. But um, I think you're onto <laughs> something with uh, Merkley and McLean. But I'm going to go with uh, Jamie Ben as my third forward. Um, the WHL Championship, the, the goals, assists, playoffs leader in the 09 playoffs, making him the MVP and also on the uh, Memorial Cup All-Star team that year. He was really dominant. Wasn't there for a whole career, but a big name uh, doing big big things in Kelowna. Um, same defenseman, Weber, Barry, honorable mention out to uh, Duncan Keith, but I like Weber and Barry. I went Kelly Guard in goal. Never heard of him. Didn't do much, but he won a WHL championship and went on to uh, win the Memorial Cup the next year. So a lot of playoff success for for Kelly Guard. Didn't do much during the regular season or, or many seasons at that, but success when it mattered most there. Very nice. My team, kind of a, a mixture of both of your guys is obviously I got Tyson Bailey, Brett McLean, and Nick Merkley up front. My defenseman, slightly different. Tyson Barry made it, and Madison Bowie made it as my second guy. Uh, like you mentioned, very tough to beat out a guy like Shea Weber, but Bowie kind of put up some better statistical numbers uh, in, in terms of Weber. And uh, in goal, Kelly Gard made my list like you, Corey. Uh, had that ch- dub championship, and I didn't even realize he went on to, to win a Memorial Cup the following season. That's fantastic. I mean, the notable mentions, I didn't have Jamie Benn. I didn't have Damon Severson, uh, Duncan Keith. Shea Weber, like I mentioned, Dylan Dubé, Tyler Myers. I mean, the list can go on and on. Anybody else really uh, almost cracked your guys' list? I think Jackson Whistle, the, the goaltender for uh, their latest WHL championship, deserves a shout-out. Um, Blake Como. I don't like saying Blake Como as a top player in any team or any <laughs> league ever, but uh, he was solid. I think um, Michael Backlund, he he was solid. I think he only played a year there, right, Lance? We were talking about that yesterday, two so. days ago. I, if I remember um, right. Yeah. But when he was there, he was just absolutely dominant. Yeah, that's who I had. Dubé, the captain of Team Canada in his 19-year-old year. Yeah, there's just so many good players. Holy. Mm-hmm. And your boy Leon Dreisaitl, like Lance mentioned, oh, yeah. had a little cup of coffee there with the Rockets. Yeah. Uh, okay, on to Prince George Cougars up north there in BC. Um, we'll kind of get right into things. Uh, I'll start. Jansen Harkins, he's one of the all-time leaders there in points, goals, assists. For the Cougars, he's on my list. Chase Watala, he became the uh, the franchise leader in goals, so he's on my list. Eric Hunter was a guy who put up some points, so he's my third forward. Uh, on defense, Dan Hamhus, number one in uh, defenseman points and went on to have a a good career there with Nashville, most notably. Tough defenseman there for number two, but I went with Dustin Bufflin. Uh, he's kind of the more high profile uh, between the other guy that I was selecting. I'm going to leave him anonymous for now. Maybe he'll get picked. And uh, in goal, between two goaltenders as well, I went with Ty Edmonds. He had the uh, the better statistical numbers than his counterpart uh, in Chris Mason. We'll go with Lance there for your Prince George. Oh, wow. Prince George, you guys are really good. Uh, Jansen Harkins, <laughs> I guess. Dana Tyrell, uh, he had 179 points in 240 Ooh. games. He was one of the higher-ranked guys to come out of junior, um, which is essentially the only reason why he made my list. And you can say the same about Brett Connolly. Four years, he was kind of injury-bitten for a lot of it. He only played 144 games over four seasons. Well, was over a point per game, had 152 points, and had 86 goals in 144 games. So Connolly rounds out my forward group. I also have Dustin Bufflin. And then I went with Ty Wishart. Spent four years of, I believe, five in his junior career in Prince George. 
Uh, he was pretty steady, 134 points over his Prince George time. And in goal, I started looking and then just decided to pick Scott Bowles because it's a great name. And uh, <laughs> he was the only goaltender to really be half decent that I found in Prince George. So Scott Bowles. All right. Um, Ty Wishart. Yeah, I didn't have him, but I remember... Um... In Comox, which is about a half hour away, our, our, our city rival, he's from Comox. And I remember as a young kid seeing Ty Wishart, Prince George Cougars jersey kind of hanging on the wall there. And I was like, damn, kids from Northern Vancouver Island can make the WHL? So a very <laughs> emotional driven pick there, but I didn't pick him. I went with Jansen Harkins, Brett Connolly, and Chase Watala. And then I had Dan Hemhus and Dustin Bufflin on defense and Ty Edmonds in goal. Dustin Bufflin, though, I think he played mostly forward, but a little bit of D back then. I know he entered the league with the Blackhawks as a uh, as a forward. I was trying to Google it, but um, I know he's a defenseman now. But I think he might have played mostly forward, but only a little bit of D. But yeah, I have him on he man, he blended. He was like a Dylan Bredo, if you want to yeah. refer it to the Tigers <laughs> reference. Except, I mean, I don't think he got as many games on the blue line as uh, Bredo did, but... Yeah, this is very true. This is another team that's just kind of meh, and but for good reason. They're in the middle of nowhere and have to travel a whole day to get anywhere. Yeah. Pretty hell up there in Prince George. Uh, but they have some players, and, and now they, they've made our list. Congratulations to all those six slash more. Uh, on to Vancouver. Uh, a 2001 expansion franchise, but, uh, man, they've put up some some point totals, not only as a team, but also individual players. And they've had some, some teams that we've obviously dealt with as Tiger fans in, in the playoffs and whatnot. Uh, let's go with Corey. Corey, you can start us off with your Vancouver Giants lineup. Uh, I had Brendan Gallagher. I think he should be on all of our lists. Uh, he was a great WHLer, great NHLer too. I think he's just he was dominant there. Milan Lucic, just because he was huge and almost out of this world, how how big he was of, of a power forward he was in at that time. Um, I had Craig Cunningham. I know he might not be on your list, but I remember getting a Craig Cunningham shirt when I went to a Giants game, Holy and uh, I just you know, and he's he's got the points there. He was a captain for a little bit there. Um, a small guy, uh, just just making it work. I had uh, Jonathan Blum on defense, and I went with Neil Manning alongside him. The only 300-game player during that time. Um, second in D points. Kid from Vancouver Island. You gotta go with a kid from Vancouver Island. And then I think... Uh, Matt Keatley's rival, Tyson Sexsmith, in net there. I got Gallagher. I got Lucic. Uh, I took former Tiger Adam Corshane, who made basically his career in Vancouver. Since he was traded there in his rookie year, ended up with 273 points in 241 games. Uh, the Tigers got literally nothing back, so that was a good trade. Um, so Adam <laughs> Corshane gets my third spot. Uh, John Blum on D. I also took Bowen Byram. I just think he's too good to pass. Um over the past 25 years, just incredible, incredible talent. And, uh, yeah, Tyson Sexsmith, for all the obvious reasons. Uh, again, mine's kind of a blend of your guys. I've got Gallagher, I've got Corshane, and I've got Ty Ronning as my other forward, another guy that, again, I just think of as a giant, very stellar career, a lot of offensive totals there. I've got Jonathan Blum and Bowen Byram on the back end, and Tyson Sexsmith once again there in goal. I left out Lucic. I mean, Gilbert Brule had, had a great career as a giant. Evander Kane 
most notably Cody Franzen on the back end. Anybody else kind of come to mind with you guys? I had uh, Tyler Benson for a bit. He was the first overall pick in the uh, the WHL draft. I think if injuries didn't play a part in his career, I mean, there's two two years, his main years, he only got 30 games in or so. He could have definitely been on there. Um, I so badly wanted Dylan Plouffe to be on that team, but because um, he was there for his whole career other than 30-odd games, but just the points weren't quite there for him. Yeah, the only one I really had a tough time leaving off was uh, Spencer Mahachek, actually. He was the guy that kind of did it all and was uh, a bit of an engine for, for a lot of years in Vancouver, but he got a honorable mention. I'm still just trying to figure out how the Tigers traded Adam Corshane and got nothing back. I don't really understand how that happened. That's a tough one to swallow if you're Tigers fans. It could have uh, definitely helped your franchise, but uh, nonetheless, we'll move on to the Victoria Royals slash Chilliwack Bruins, another kind of team that uh, went through many cities to find a home. Some notable players, obviously. Um, I'll start this guy off. I Up front, I've got Mark Santarelli. He was part of the Chilliwack Bruins there for a few seasons. Uh, had some fantastic point totals. Not so much team success, but uh, his point totals were up there. Tyler Soy made the lineup for me up front. And uh, Matt Phillips. Another guy that, uh, you know, kind of a heart and soul guy there with the Royals in the new iteration of the team. On the back end, Joe Hicketts, a guy that uh, most of us should should have in our lineups. Definitely a steadying force back there. Put up some offensive talent as well. Brandon Manning makes up that second part of the decor. And in goal... Griffin Outhouse um, makes my roster. Basically the only goaltender I even have on my list at this point, most notably so. We'll go with Lance. What's your lineup there for, for the uh, the Royals franchise? Yeah, like I kind of looked at it as Victoria's been there just long enough that I can only pick Victoria players. I was going to go and pick the Chilliwack, uh, some guys off Chilliwack, but uh, I decided to keep it just Victoria. So I got Matthew Phillips, uh, Tyler Soy, and it took a fellow by the name of Jamie Crooks. Did you know Jamie Crooks led the team in scoring the first year in Victoria? Figured he'd be pretty notable as a guy who put up some points the first year the Royals were in Vic. So uh, I got Jamie Crooks in my lineup. Of course, Joe Hicketts. Uh, I also took Scott Walford. Four full seasons in Vic, uh, then got moved, but was a staple uh, for the Royals for quite some time. So I have him rounding up my defense. And in goal, same thing, Griffin Outhouse. Yep, I got uh, Tyler Soy, Matthew Phillips, and I went with Brandon McGee or Maggie, whatever you call him. Um, I think it's McGee because or Maggie because it's not a capital G. Anybody got input McGee. on that one? I go McGee. Yeah. Um, I think in that that whole transition phase, he he had one year with Chilliwack, put up twenty nine points as a sixteen year old. I think coming into Victoria, he was kind of, from what I remember from growing up on the island, he was a player you looked at like, okay, this guy could be the the franchise player coming in. Didn't quite um, grow into it, but a lot of years, uh, multiple 60-point seasons, he is my pick as a third forward there. Um, Joe Hicketts, Scott Walford, and then Griffin Outhouse, he's similar to a Stuart Skinner for the Lethbridge Hurricanes, just the face of the franchise for for so long and in between the pipes there. I know you, Lance, didn't pick anybody from Chilliwack, but uh, I I know we were talking in our group chat about Oscar Moeller and uh, the significant impact that the Swedish man yeah, had. Yeah, he was sick. Like, I remember when he was in Chilliwack, like, everyone was talking about Oscar Moeller, and then all of a sudden he was gone, and then all of a sudden no one ever saw him again because he didn't make L.A. I swear he got drafted by L.A. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, Oscar Moeller was good. The Santorelli pick was good, too. I think Nick Holden played in Chilliwack as well, off the top of my head, defenseman. Right. Uh, yeah. So he could have made the list, too, if, if I would have included Chilliwack, he probably makes it over over Walford, but 
Like I said, it's broke the rules then. Is no, that what we're no. saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, we'll move on. We're down to five franchises here. We're almost wrapping up, which is good because we are uh, we're over an hour. Thanks so much for tuning in to all this. Um, we'll move on to the Everett Silver Tips 2003 expansion franchise. They've had a lot of success in recent years, and that's probably what our, most of our teams will be made up of, of players that we've seen in recent years, obviously. First and foremost, I'm going to start way, way back in the goal and go with Carter Hart as my goaltender. I mean, you could throw in my doppelganger and Dustin Wolf, but uh, unless Wolf comes back for another year and lights up for the Silver Tips, he doesn't come up close to the numbers and the stats that Carter Hart does. We'll go up front with Patrick Bykoff. He makes the list. He's one of the franchise leading point totals in goals, assists, and points. Uh, Zach Hamill, a guy that I just remember vividly as a, as a silver tip in those green and white jerseys. He put up a lot of points there in the uh, early 2000s. And uh, Matt Fontaine is my other forward, uh, rounding out my list. On defense, Noah Yulson and Kevin Davis. Don't really know much about Kevin Davis. I think he must just be an offensive dude that came to my mind. So that's my list. We'll go to Corey. What's your list for the Silver Tips? Um, yeah, I got Zach Hamill. He was the uh, the first Bantam draft for the Everett Silver Tips. Oh, okay. Third overall. And uh, yeah, he got the 07 WHL Most Points Award and obviously second franchise points. Um, Patrick Bajkov and I went with Peter Mueller came over from uh, mm. the USA. Noah Juleson okay. and Ryan Murray. Um, <laughs> Murray, uh, a very high pick. I don't know, he wasn't there too long, but... Uh and obviously Carter Hart. I mean, this is a team, whoever their goaltending coach is or whatever's in the water and Everett that's making goalies solid, you know, holy, they obviously Dustin Wolf and Leland Irving back then, um, Carter Hart, and then Braden Holt, who was their backup this year, 16-year-old season, um, 182 goals against average and 926 save percentage. So like, they're just something's happening in between the pipes in Everett that's just making goalies go off. Yeah, seriously, they've, like, it's so funny, you you see a franchise like this where like they just they literally never get bad goaltending and then you see teams that couldn't like buy a good goalie and it's just it's crazy to see the the comparison between them and some other teams in the league but uh yeah carter hart obviously in goal for my team i had leland irving as the second and then dustin wolf as the third patrick bykov up top with i had nikita sherback two full seasons in everett 55 goals in 130 games was one of the more dynamic players to come through Everett. It. And uh, I also took Tyler Maxwell, uh, played parts of four seasons in Everett, had uh, 195 points in 216 games. On the blue line, I took Ryan Murray, and I also took Mitch Love, who was a defenseman with the Silver Tips on the inaugural team, and that actually went to the Mem Cup final. So I figured just for memory's sake, I'm sure Silver Tips fans w- would remember uh, Mitch Love better than you and I, but he's on my team as well, so that kind of rounds it out. Wonderful. All right, moving on to the Portland Winterhawks, another franchise, at least in my opinion. Very difficult to leave some of the high-profile offensive talent off of this list, uh, but that's the task at hand. Uh, we'll start with Lance. What's your Portland uh, Winterhawks lineup there? It, yeah, it's tough. A tough lineup to try and generate. Up front, I settled on Ty Ratty, one of the most hyped players that I can remember in quite some time. A guy that burned up Bantam here in Alberta, so much so that every time his name was even mentioned or people would travel when Portland would do their Central Division tour, like people that were from around here would literally travel to every one of his games just to watch him. It was wild. There was so much hype. So uh, Ty Ratty makes the team. 
Nick Patan is my second. 358 points in 252 games, which is nuts. And uh, I also went with Oliver Bjorkstrand as my third. Only played three seasons, but had 77 points in 59 playoff games and almost cracked 300 points in just three seasons in uh, in Portland. So Bjorkstrand rounds out my forward group. On the blue line, I went Joe Morrow and Derek Pouliot. Derek Pouliot was a point machine, and Joe Morrow was a bit of a horse for Portland. And in goal, uh, not as many obvious choices. Could have went a few ways. I ended up settling on Matt Carruth, who uh, actually had better numbers in playoffs than his uh, regular season stats. But uh, he was uh, a bit of a fixture in Portland. Corey? Um, I had uh, Nick Patan and Ty Ratty. Todd Robertson was uh, my third forward. 469 points in 317 games. Absolutely lighting up the Western Hockey League. Plus a uh, WHL championship and a Memorial Cup championship. I had Derek Pouliot and Andrew Ferentz. Ferentz, a uh, WHL and a, and a Mem Cup there. Um, and obviously Matt Carruth. You can't argue a goalie that gets into three WHL finals. And uh, obviously to, to win one of them, that, that kind of cement your your legacy in the mm-hmm. WHL, but uh, yeah, I think Oliver Bjorkstrand was a, a solid pick up front there. Very difficult uh, on my end, like you mentioned. I, I've got Ty Ratty, I've got Nick Patan, and I was struggling between Bjorkstrand and Brendan Leipzig, and uh, I mean, both players, absolute studs, but uh, like you mentioned, Lance, like Bjorkstrand was 100 points clear of his games played. He was absolutely dominant in his three seasons, not to mention his playoff success and, and, uh, and all that good stuff. So yeah, Bjorkstrand makes my team on defense. I've got Derek Pouliot as well, but then I went with Troy Rakowski on defense, the franchise leader in games played, just an absolute workhorse and an Ironman in that sense. Uh, I've also got Matt Carruth there in gold. Uh, Brendan Burke, kind of been an honorable mention there on my list. Other honorable mentions, Ryan Johansson could have been there. Brendan Mora was on my list. Chase DeLeo. Yeah, I was, I uh, considered Johansson I admittedly looked at Leipzig just to just to see because I was there. And my other goaltender I was kind of looking at was Aiden Hill. Was sneaky good for Portland when he was there, but uh, not as good as as Big Mac. That's a great. I, I hope that's his nickname. I don't know should off the top of my head, but it should be. I agree with you. Uh, on to Seattle. The the uh, I was going to call them the Supersonics. That's the former basketball team. The uh, Thunderbirds. That's what I'm looking for uh, out there in Seattle. Couple of star players highlight my team. Uh, I'll start with here. We'll go Matt Barzell. I think he should be on all of ours. Um, absolute stud from the moment he he joined the franchise as a first overall Bantam pick. I went with Patrick Marlowe up front. He kind of had the, the end of his career in the time frame that we're allowing here in 95-96, but uh, he put up some fantastic numbers in his his few short seasons. And I've got uh, Brett DiCecco as my other forward. Uh, I think he's right up there in top five in terms of uh, of points and goals during this time period. So went with Brett. On defense, Shea Theodore and Ethan Bear, both young guys now in the NHL, but they had some stellar WHL careers. And in goal, a couple different options to go with. I went with Ryland Tom. Off. He was part of the uh, championship team there with the Thunderbirds in the last few years. Okay, I took. I went with Matt Barzell. I took Brooks Like. He was part of the team that made their first division title in team history happen. He led that team in points. Also, it almost took Seattle three decades to win a division, which is super sad. But Brooks Like gets in, and my uh, last forward for a similar reason that I took Brennan Bosch. Uh, I have to take Alexander Trua, 
who gave the uh, Seattle T-Birds their first WHL title when uh, he scored the game winner. So for that reason, just for uh, history's sake, he gets a spot. Bear and Theodore yep. get my D-men. And in goal, you, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, but you didn't. <laughs> so I will fill it in for you, Colby, as uh, the, the man who played in goal during that run played all of uh, 55 games in the oh. WHL. 55 games in the playoffs. 16 2 and 2. Stankowski. Stankowski, damn it. As uh, he went 16 2 and 2 in the playoffs, had a 250 goals against, a 911 save percentage. 20 of his 55 career regular season and playoff games combined came in that playoff run. Wow, and uh, he couldn't he couldn't get a no, he's job a, in Calgary, he's bad. So, but like, Carl not that particular couple of months. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, they they lucked out. Their yeah. starting goalie goes down, and you're like, well, let's let's go to the youngest guy we know. <laughs> so, all right, I'll wrap this out here. So, Barzell, I got Marlowe. <laughs> I went with Ryan Drop. Oh, he's up there in the uh, the franchise point categories and he was part of that most recent WHL championship um, Shea Theodore Ethan Bear obviously I think Thomas Hickey was uh, an honorable mention on, on D there I had Carl Stankowski but I think a close second was Calvin Pickard he was a, a solid goalie back in the, the 2000s so yeah Carl Stankowski what a story that was holy what a man no kidding. That was a great call. I appreciate you filling the blanks there. That was my bad. I should have known that he didn't carry him through that playoff run because how many times did like even the sp- major sports networks go to, to Thunderbirds highlights of this kid, you know, rolling on his head, making pad stack saves and Stankowski like literally like led them all that way. He had great numbers. <laughs> That's right. All right, last couple here. Spokane Chiefs. The getting drafted Edmonton, and I think if he uh, played all of his career there, he would have racked up a ton of points. He was just a skilled little forward. I think all my forwards are skilled little forwards. I had Tyler Johnson, a WHL champion and a Memorial Cup champion. Um, obviously went on to have success with, with Tampa, but uh, a solid Spokane Chief. And I had Jarrett Anderson Dolan. He was the co-captain with uh, Tyler Smith for a little bit in his 19-year-old year. And yeah, that's my defenseman pick is Ty Smith, longtime Spokane Chief. He's he's definitely put him on the map recently. Two-time World Junior Team Canada representative. And then I had Jared Cowan, my second defenseman, two-time captain. Um, one of those years, he won the WHL Championship and a Memorial Cup. Um, and alongside Johnson and Cowan, I had in goal Dustin Tokarski led them in those years too and obviously the the world junior gold in in 09 to kind of put him on the map so that's who i have for spokane yeah i'm not going to give you a whole lot of different uh kyler yamamoto i also have uh tyler johnson i thought about going jared anderson dolan i decided instead to take drayson bowman uh maybe not the flashiest player but was a consistent leader during uh, his time in spokane had 130 goals in 265 games so decent enough and was a point per game in playoff on the blue line, Ty Smith, and I went with the other Jared. I took Spurgeon instead of Cowan. Five full seasons in Spoke and was uh, just one of the better two-way defensemen in the WHL during his time. And obviously Dustin Tokarski. 
Uh, kind of a blend there. One guy that is different from both of your rosters. Uh, I went with Kyler Yamamoto, Tyler Johnson, and uh, up front with Mitch Holmberg as my other forward. Put up a lot of points there uh, during his five years with the Chiefs. On the back end, Ty Smith. And then I went with Brendan Kitchen as my second defenseman. He ranks first among all-time Chiefs defenseman scoring. And like you mentioned, Dustin Tokarski, not really uh, another comparable goaltender for the Chiefs during this time frame. Good pick, though, with Drayson Bowman. I remember Bowen uh, really being a, a star player for the Chiefs uh, in that time frame be before Yamamoto and I Johnson think I have and uh, Jared Anderson I Dolan. Any other notables there before we move on? No, mine was just Anderson Dolan. I was going back and forth between him and Bowman and just kind of lean more Bowman's way. Absolutely. Finally, well, our last franchise is the Tri-City Americans. Um, I guess we can probably start with the goaltender with Carey Price. Uh, I'm going to start this off with Carey Price as my goaltender. Had some competition there with Eric Comrie and uh, Chet Pickard, but overall Carey Price had some a couple 30-win seasons and carried them some success there. On defense, Tyler Schmidt makes my team, as well as Parker Witherspoon. Uh, tops in franchise and points. Up front, Justin Fazer. Brendan Shinneman, he was the player of the year for the Tri-City Americans. I believe it was like 12-13, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong there. Maybe a little bit earlier. And uh, Adam Huseman makes my list. Obviously, uh, we'll Kerry go with uh, Corey I for had, your list uh, of Tri-City Balamaki Americans. Balamaki and Parker Witherspoon on D. I had Justin Fesser with Brendan Shinneman. He totally, he was one of those players that a great WHL player that just couldn't quite find the success in, in the NHL. I think he's in, in Europe putting up some numbers. My final pick was Damon Lankow up on front. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, I, too, went with Carey Price. It was a 1A, 1B situation because his numbers are essentially identical to Chet Pickard, but uh, Carey Price's name carries a little bit further, so he gets the call there. I also took Yusuf Valimaki on the blue line, but I also went with Brandon Carlo as my second defenseman, uh, one of the best shutdown D-men during his time that, that I can remember in the Western Hockey League. Up front, Brandon Shinneman, obviously. Uh, it, it's funny when you look at the success that happened when Shinneman was there. Every single division title that the organization has won, every single U.S. division title has been when Brandon Shinneman has been a part of the group so uh that's kind of interesting morgan geeky is my second 202 points in 216 games and my final one i uh kind of dug a little bit yeah. deeper but i went michael rasmussen 157 points in 161 games but he was almost a goal per game in 17 playoff games he had 16 goals uh, he's pretty dominant in his time in tri-city so uh, i went with rasmussen for my final pick Fantastic picks, gentlemen. I think what we'll do to wrap it up, maybe uh, of all these franchises, who had, I guess, the most uh, talent? Who would you pick if uh, one of these franchises full of our players uh, goes head-to-head with another franchise? I mean, obviously, we're going to say Medicine Hat. The Kelowna Rockets have spanned it out over, you know, over a decade with their 2015, 2009, 2005, and 2003 WHL championships. I think they just have had so many good players and so many different eras of players that you know, i got to give it to them. Yeah, I'm... Uh... When I look at it, it's like, you know, not necessarily the best in the year, but if you go to, say, a Mem Cup, uh, goaltending and running into a hot goaltender is tough to beat. And when I just kind of look at the different teams as they're laid out, I mean, I lean to Vancouver. If, if you have Tyson Sexsmith and the litter of players that they had, 
that we kind of listed. I think the Giants would be terrifying to face if you ever had to run that back. And I'd actually, I would say the Red Deer Rebels. I mean, when I look at my team that, that I put together with Nugent Hopkins, Maple Syrup, uh, Martin Hansel, and then Fanook Dumba and Cam Warden, that, like, that is, that's tough to handle for a lot of different reasons. So I might lean uh, the Rebels as a sneaky second pick as well. Maybe not as much depth as, say, the Rockets, but uh, when you take the best players on best players, I think the Rebels uh, stack up really well. Love that pick. Uh, I agree with you in terms of the goaltending side of things. For this scenario, however, if I'm going strictly on a team or a franchise that I just want to see, I want to pay to see, I want to see some some high offensive action. Uh, Portland is one of the tops on my list with the amount of talent they had and the guys that we obviously left off our lists. Uh, you know, most notably with you know with the Brendan Moros or the Chase DeLeo, Cody Glass. Obviously, Leipzig for a different reason, but so Portland's up there for myself and. Uh, what was the other pick I had? Regina, in terms of their offensive talent, just to, if all of these guys were in their prime age of junior and were able to go out on the ice and, and do what they do best, that would be quite a quite a show as a, a paying fan. So I know the goaltending for both of those franchises isn't up to par per se, but... Uh, the lack of WHL championships and then the teams that have WHL champions have those like kind of guys that didn't amount to much like the Tyson Sexsmiths and the, the Matt Keatleys. Like it's, it's almost, it's really interesting to see. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me too, is just kind of comparing the, uh, the, the best players in junior and how, I mean, you know, for a lot of a lot of the picks that we, we threw out there today, they're, they're going to pan out and be professional players, but that's not the case in goal. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's, if it's a league-wide thing or if it's just proof that goaltending develops so much later or that it's just hard to, to peg as you get older, but that, that was the interesting one to me is just the the variety of goaltenders that not necessarily do much after the dub. Absolutely. Uh, have your say on our teams, on our social media pages. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash on the board podcast and on Twitter at on the board pod. For Lance Dahl, Corey Bukowskis, Colby McKee, signing off. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to On the Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes!